Hey, 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 it's music, movies and madness time again. In fact, this week we're going to be doing Music 101. And one of the things about Music 101 is, um, if we're getting back to basics, it's all about sharing music and sharing those experiences. So tonight I've challenged our usual crew um, to either pick something new, um, something uh, rediscovered, or alternatively something... Um, that they've discovered that's maybe older, but it's new to them. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing tonight for episode 101, or, or music 101. So joining me at the moment, I've got David and Martin, and Ian will be coming along a little bit later. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Sometimes you may listen to something in the past, and you, you go away from it for a long time, and then you hear it, and you go, oh, I can see why I dug that. Or likewise, you can go, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. Why? And that's how it must be for all those Nickelback fans. Eh? They must be like, oh, my Lord, why am I doing this to myself? But it is what it is. So, yeah, that's all they're waiting for you, eh? which I think that's what I really love about it. Martin's gone what, quiet. He might what about you, Martin? He, he might have picked Nickelback. No, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. I think it's very true. Um, definitely... Um, what was nice about this this topic is, is the fact that it is kind of like something new and something old as well. So um, my my new discovery has literally been today. So I'm um, you know because I'm always trying to find new music and I actually got sent a link by um, by my bro and um, oh, I love it. Yeah, and it, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, and then yeah, rediscovering something from a very long time ago, from way back in my childhood that I totally appreciate on a different level now to what I did back mm, then. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's pretty choice, eh? Mm. So that's that's what I was thinking. Um, so we'll actually start with you, since you've got a, sounds like you've got a nice story to tell with that um, one with your brother recommending something to you. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, let's kick off with that one. So this is my new one. Um, and um, I'm not even sure. He found it on... Um, I believe she guested on the Jules Holland show in in the UK over the weekend. Um, her name is Cleo Soul, S O L, um, and um, yeah, I, I I've got to say I'm kind of a bit blown away by it by her actually. Her a real a full name, um, I can see why she changed her stage name, is Cleopatra Svezendana. <laughs> and what a name and what a name absolutely yeah um so cleo soul um she's an r&b singer um although this track i'm gonna play you wouldn't know it necessarily from that that she's r&b um she's got a lovely um tone um and i was trying to think who, who she kind of reminds me of but i can't think of it off the top of my head um it's a very kind of airy, breathy voice. Um, and um, yeah, the, the track I'm going to play is called Airplane. Over 
Sounds like something out of the 70s, eh? Yeah, well, um, among her influences, she stated um, Stevie Wonder, Erica Badu, and Jill Scott. Um, but there's definitely oh, like Jill a. Jill Scott, yeah. There's definitely a, um, um, a Motown kind of feel to that. Yeah, there's, there's something about it. And, and I just love that kind of really kind of translucent, airy vocal. I think it's, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for that. I, Got me straight away. Yeah, lovely lush production on it as well. Mm. So it's actually produced by her um, her husband, uh, who is do 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 do. Where's it gone? Um, the English record producer Inflow, who I right, but no, I, I'm neither. guessing is uh, is quite a big deal at the moment in terms of like R and B circles. Um, she's also rumoured to be a member of the pseudonymous collective SALT, S-A-U-L-T. Oh, I know about SALT. I've, yeah, I've so heard them, yes, yes, yes. All yes. mystery members, right? So they've never kind of been publicly kind of outed as yeah, major members yeah, of the band. Yeah. Um, and it's rumoured that she's one of them, yeah. Um, and the group never appears live or does any interviews. That, that's um, right. They're kind of like Banksy for art, eh? So I think it could be somebody else too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's, um, yeah, I just, I'm finding it like a really, yeah, I've been listening to a little bit of the album today. I haven't had much of a chance, to be honest, but the tracks that I've heard, yeah, they're all in that kind of style. I mean, I'll go a little bit more R&B on a couple of them, mm. um, but a very chilled out album, yeah. The album's called Heaven. Um, and was released nice. this year. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so there you go. What Soul. a nice first choice. Brilliant. Very chilled. Yeah, Love absolutely. Voice. Mm. Yeah, and that bass and stuff. It's good. Yeah. Lovely production on a day. David, what have you got for us, mate? So I've gone for a guitar band that has been around since '92. Um, they're still going in some sort of uh, incarnation, I guess. Um, of the original lineup, they sort of mm-hmm. hit their straps with a bit of commercial success in 2004. 2004, you had the Arctic Monkeys, Kings of Leon, Green Day, oh, massive, just the Strokes, a whole heap of guitar bands, Franz Ferdinand, you know. Um, and these guys possibly got a bit lost in, um, in that period, but this album really put them on the map and... Um, good and bad ways, I suppose, in the sense that it mm-hmm. um, brought them to the forefront, but it also kind of um, stereotyped them a little bit, and uh, a lot of people just sort of default to this album, which is uh, what I've right. done. Which is yeah. what I've done. Um, this is Modest Mouse. Oh, yes, yes. They're awesome. An American uh, 
an American indie band from uh, Washington. And um, like I said, 92, they got together. Isaac Brock, uh, Jeremiah Green, uh, the late Jeremiah Green, and Eric Judy um, were the original lineup. But they have had lots of people come and go in, mm-hmm. in their lineup. And especially. And your man had played with them too, didn't he? Yeah, Johnny Marr played for a while, but there have been yeah. many, many artists that have come through and producers um, around about that time as well. So I've gone for their 2004 album called Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Marvellous record. Absolutely major. Yeah, I, I've been playing this for a couple of weeks now. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, probably three or four weeks. Um I was going to try and review it on the last one where we had to do the ages getting mm-hmm. up to 100, Ian's one, but I couldn't make uh, – they're all too old, so I couldn't make that work. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a, I've i loved this album for a long, long time, so Have I'm you? quite curious to know what you're going to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm picking as my first track, and it's the one that absolutely just jumped out and went, check us out. You know, we're a bit different. We're not quite kind of as poppy as some of those other bands. I'm going for this track here. line logs they're all logs oh so cool and i think that falls for me is it's an album that i thrashed a lot oh gosh probably not that long after it came out maybe a year or so afterwards and i haven't heard it for ages so now you've just played it and it's like oh yeah 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 and i remember just being obsessed with the song float on because it had such a happy vibe to it yeah yeah, it's a yeah. magic song. Um, so this one's called uh, This Devil's Work Day. It's track number nine. Um, he ate the wedding cake. It wasn't even his cake. He just ate the whole wedding cake. So it depends on what you... Some people think that he's um, uh, he's taking the uh, place of the devil and he's a bit of a badass and he does some dumb, you know, mm-hmm. dumb bad, pretty bad shit and he's just an awful person. And he's representing mm-hmm. those awful people out there. But then there's the other side that sort of says he's actually telling, t- teaching us a lesson that don't try and be like, you know, don't don't try and what was the saying go, you know, keep up with the Joneses, don't try and compare yourself to others because you know it's just foolhardy. Um, they're all logs, you know. You, you think you want to be <laughs> like them? You want to 
live the life they're living and everything's really rosy and grass is green and that, but actually logs floating down the river, um, just like everyone else. So uh, I, th- I thought it was really clever when I heard that. I was bopping away to it the other day and I thought, wow, that's the arrangement is so good. The horns, I love the way they they, they use the horns to give that little edge and a little bit of, bit of sarcasm, Martin. A bit a of sarcasm, bit. and I say that because... <laughs> Uh, my son's learning a piece at the moment. He has to use sarcasm in it. And those horns give that kind of edgy, sarky kind of feel to it. Like he's, you know, yeah. It's quite swampy. Yeah. Go down to the crossroads, swampy area. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I'm, I'm pleased that you actually picked the most kind of weirdest track on the mm. album. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know the album at all, but like that was not what I was expecting it to be. I, got to say. I, wasn't, I was wondering, I was like, wondering, what are you going to pick? What are you going to pick? And there you go. Awesome. I like that kind of, uh, like, like a lot of the other tunes are very similar. In fact, I, um, there are a couple of tunes that I reckon borrow from Float On quite heavily. And mm, mm, um, mm. you can almost hear it in the melody and. Um, from what I I, haven't, I don't know these guys that well. Um, from what I understand, this was quite a departure from the previous albums, which were a little bit underproduced. They they pretty much um, mixed and produced previous albums in different studios and stu- um, different settings and and on a pretty low budget. Um, this is the first sort of polished piece of work they put out. Um, and after and and after this, thanks to um, the, the hit on the float on, they they were able to sort of you know go up market with their production for mm. for their upcoming albums and and obviously attract other artists and producers to help mm. yeah but I, I reckon this one's a beauty absolutely oh nice choice david there you go, mate. um i'm just gonna hit you straight away with this one and then i'll talk a little bit about it afterwards i once read about a time machine they learned to teach electrons to go back to where they started should we go back to where we started maybe we could build a time machine and put it in my car fill it up with dirty water we could try a little harder the sky is burning no one needs to hurry Okay, so that's a new song, brand new, in the last little uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, it's Daisy the Great. Anyone heard of Daisy the Great? No. No. No, that's Daisy the Great, and um, that song's also featuring another um, indie band called Illuminati Hotties. Um, I've heard of them. Name. 
Yes. Yeah. So, Daisy the Great, um, let's be honest, I just heard the song um, a couple of weeks ago. I went, oh, I love that slow build up, build up, build up, build up. And then the time machine takes off and it just becomes nice guitar, um, indie sort of sound and some, you know, good guitar swirly, I don't know, distortion kicking in with those lovely harmonies. So, yeah, um, Daisy the Great and Illuminati Hotties. Um, I look, I'll be honest, don't know much about Daisy the Great. I know there's two of them in the band, um, Cal and Min. And so, uh, yeah, they're an indie band from somewhere. I know that sounds weak. Um, but... They remind me, there was a band in the 90s, um, two, a two-girl band called Alicia's Attic. Um, mm. Had a couple of hits and it's, it's, very similar, yeah. I got this yeah. single. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, Kelly Dugan and Mina Walker um, had a 2017 single um, that um, rose, rose them to fame. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've been doing pretty good. Um, so, yeah, there we go. I think it's great fun. Um, how, many, how, many, um, how many vocalists in that lineup? Well, there's two in there, um, but in that case, you had Illuminati hotties joining them as well. Right, so, yeah, yeah. Um, sounded big. Mm. Yeah, it sort of it became big, didn't it? Certainly, as they went through that record player um, was their big hit um, with AJR, whoever they were as well, and that was in 2021. But again, like, I don't know, probably missed it. I'll have to go back and have a listen. But um, that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. All right, something new. What have you got, Ian? Hello, welcome to the um, Music 101. <laughs> uh, what I've been revisiting uh, recently is a little bit of uh, this sort of stuff. That is the finest deep house tunes. I've been getting into a little, little bit of my uh, old school deep house stuff because I've been zapping around in my car and mm -hmm. uh, I sometimes get over lyrics and I sometimes get over songs and I've been checking out a few new albums with some of the old rockers and stuff. Nice. But yeah, I've just put on some deep house a few weeks ago and I thought, yeah, it needs to be revisited. It needs to be dragged out every now and then and just smash mm -hmm. on. I was going to say like that, like log bass sound. Bass just puts it in such a, like, a tight category of mm. years, right? It's like, yeah, Absolutely who's the, brilliant. who's the act and what's the track called? Ian? It's called never let you go. It's actually off a, uh, it's a compilation mm, mm. album called Armada Deep House Selection Volume oh, 2. Oh, yes. That one. I remember the Armadas. Yeah. It was also Ministry of Sound yeah, as well. One. They were big. Good. Okay. So, yeah, that's nice work. That's the first I've chosen off that album, Armada Deep yeah. House. 
Love it. Right, over to Matt. We're going back to early 80s. And um, the reason I chose this one was I actually picked it up in a charity shop in, in Windsor in the UK for two pounds. <laughs> and I'm just on the strength of like two tracks on the album. And, and quite rightly so, because I've listened to the rest of the album now and it's dated horribly. Uh. <laughs> but um, this particular track, um, it's... I was kind of like researching it and looking up on it a bit. And um, many, many people, especially bass players, consider this one of the finest bass lines ever recorded. And um, I kind of agree with them. Uh, and it's not, um, it's not a rock track by any means. Um, does, yeah, so. Does it go like this? Does it go boom, ba ba da boom? Is that fat? Is that Freddy's fat? No, I thought that one off. That's a great bass line. <laughs> we should do, we should do an episode one night. Fat yeah. bass lines. Bass lines. Fat, fat with a P H A T. It's like Vic and Bob doing the club singer thing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that yeah, bad? Too long, I don't know what that is, but like, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so um, this is Paul Young. bass going on there mm. um, played by um a chap called pino paladino oh no um, wonder <clears throat> yeah okay. Pino paladino yeah. um quite humble beginnings with, with playing with paul young but um went on to become like one of the session players like yeah like jacko pastorius and pino paladino like two guys that you wanted on your, yeah. your records and, and it's played with everybody as well um did he have a big long white beard? Is it that guy? No, that's um, Leyland Sklar. Leyland Sklar, yeah. Who's yeah. right. been around yeah. for like since like the nineteen twenties or something? He's, he's still going. Eighteen twenties. Yeah, like Pino Palladino. When you see it, you'll notice him straight away because he's like eight foot tall. Is is mm. huge, um, huge guy. Um, but um. Yeah, it's like really interesting kind of, I'm not a bass player by any means, but like list, reading some of the stuff on some of the bass player sites and stuff, just going into so much depth on, on that riff at the start of that, of that track. Um, and what I did find out was when they actually recorded the track, he was the last thing on it. 
like the whole really yeah they recorded the whole backing track had the demo ready and he came in and did it in like one session and just it feels it like the it feels like the whole song's built around that thing exactly yeah it just makes but the it's song not. totally wow. make the song yeah oh yeah that's really identified yeah that's a crazy all right yeah yeah um yeah so it's on the album called no parlez parlay sorry which was paul young's first his debut album which was 83 um and it's got a couple yes. of good songs on it, um, uh, and mainly like the singles like Love of the Common People and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Songs. Um, but like the B-side of it is just atrocious. It goes new wave and it's just yeah. like... Oh, no. He's definitely a product of that era. I had his best of cassette in the late 80s, which oh, is yeah. all right with that song and Every Time You Go Away and all that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, he's all right. But whatever happens to Paul Young? Okay, he is then. still going apparently um yeah. he he kind of had a, a, a funny enough i i saw him live like at, at like a uh like a showcase kind of gig thing many years ago and um he still sung really well this must have been like late 90s um but he was doing a weird thing then with a band called las paralamas which was kind of like weird mexican folk stuff uh, <laughs> totally not him at all and then mm. At some point, he's kind of gone back into like the soul thing, and um, he's now kind of doing soul albums again. I think. Yeah, um, white boy but soul. But yeah, still around. Yeah, I, but he had a great I voice. I think back he went then. down. Yeah. I think I think he went down a. Yeah, he went down a little route with Steve Earle at one point as well. That bluegrassy right. stuff, and then I'm sure he did a bit with Steve Earle for a yeah. couple of years too. Which is which is pretty cool. He obviously mm. doesn't give a shit, and just mm. says, "I'm going to do what I want to do." Good on him. Made the money out of the singles. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I cut yeah. a man's hair not long ago who saw mm. him playing live, Paul Young, and he said it was the funniest concert he'd ever seen because he was singing, Stay for good this time, whatever that song is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, he, and it was a big, it was in the UK, and he, and he decided to climb on the bass bins, and he oh, slipped no. and nearly fell off. And he said, halfway oh, through the song, he shouted out, fuck, as he went down with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what a great image to have in you. <sighs> Most memorable thing from a day. Nice. Yeah, he does have it. Where's he going to go? Like, go with Star, right? And, and that's wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, good. <laughs> And that's a good story. <laughs> That'll be the main story I'll remember of Paul Young now, probably. Yeah. And that baseline, eh? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, David, what's your second pick, mate? Right. Okay. Same album. Uh, I'll go for the hit. I'll go for the hit because um, everyone likes the hit. So this is Float On, uh, Modest Mouse's second um, big hit um, crossover track, I guess you could say, from sort of... Um, garage indie to mainstream it reached 68 on the billboard hot 100 for an indie group that's probably a hit i guess um oh it's totally a hit this was a um and this is one of those anthemic songs that if you go back and have a look on youtube at the comments and look at what people say the young people that were in high school at the time this was their song for the year 2004 um I do mm. recall it. Um, it didn't really resonate at the time, but I like it a hell of a lot more now. And mm, mm. Um, and I can see why people really 
um, White, White hit a soft spot and became a commercial success. Here's Float On. positive song it's a really yes it is it's brilliant song um yeah a guy that's quite complex uh isaac's quite he's a bit different um he's not linear as someone described it he's really really not linear um and so yeah and i obviously got onto these guys because johnny ma played with them right a few years after way after this so 2007 or something mm-hmm. like that johnny ma joined the band and toured with them did one album but even Johnny Mars sort of like, you know, when Isaac says something, you really got to think about it. What, like um, going to have a pint and a kebab? Yeah. Probably. And have a ponder. And have a Probably ponder. a bit more. I mean, that's what got Johnny Mars into Jags. It was Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What a cool song. That brings back a lot of good memories, eh? A lot of, a lot of playlists that I put that on. And, yeah, no, so good. So good. All right. Here's something else that's new this year. Um, in the last couple of months. Awesome, eh? A bit of wit, a bit of yeah. funny wit coming in there. Um, that is Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. Um, and her song called um, The Ballad uh, the Ballad of a Homeschool Kid. Hmm. Um, and, you know, she's obviously had this monster hit album a couple of years ago called Sour, um, released her second album 
this year. Um, it's already loaded with um, a lot of hits on it. Um, took a couple of years off to go and write the album and have some experiences of being young, and therefore the songs have all sort of come about. Um, she was on High School Musical, um, you know, that's not, nothing that you and I, when we would all watch. However, then suddenly becomes the sort of breakout star and appears to have mined her um, parents' um, record collections, particularly from the 90s, um, to make these witty, witty little pop rock songs, which are fabulous. Mm. Um, She's only 19 or 20, right? Something like that. 20, yeah, that's right. And she was obviously homeschooled. Um, because she was on High School Musical and doing all that stuff. So the song's quite funny about like lame experiences that she must have had. Um, <laughs> it's been a complete mm. um, inept at social experiences. Um, but it's brilliant. It's a fun song, um, and the record is pretty damn good as well. Yeah, so that was my um, – so two new ones for me tonight, which um, I think is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, Ian, what you got for us for number two? I'm going to go with the uh, – I had a couple. I was going to go for Wet Leg, but oh, yeah. nice. I'm, going to do that. I'm actually going to go for, in this instant, a guy called Jeff Cascaro. You ever heard of him? No. No. It's probably may, maybe something you'd find in maybe your mum and dad's collection. But uh, I've been – as you know, I work in a barber shop, and I can't play Pantera all day long. And no, because that sucks. No, but there are days when you you've got, you've got to have you've got to have some nice cruisy stuff, right? I think you need. Of course, yes, yes. No, Ian, more I'm, of an argument. No, no is not good enough. When someone disses <laughs> your Pantera, you don't just say no. Yeah. Tell them get over. fucked. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's more like it. Thank you. Carry on. Carry on. But uh, so I've become almost, I would like to think I've become the king of cruise and uh, discover some real nice cruisy stuff through Spotify over mm-hmm. eight hours a day. This guy, uh, Jeff Cascaro, and he's got a couple of albums. He's not really famous. Uh, he's, he's. I think he's really, really good. Uh, this album I keep playing and going back to is called Mother and Brother. And there's one cover song on there that you'll remember from the 80s, Lovers in the Air. Paul, what was that? Paul, no, somebody Jones. Yeah, John, John yeah, Paul yeah. Young or something? Paul, John, um, John Paul Young. Like Love that. is in the air. Yeah, it was a remake. He's, he's, he's not. He's not the guy from um, Led Zeppelin, is he? That's John Paul Jones, isn't it? Oh like uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's quite John close. Paul a bit Jones. different. A bit different. Isn't he the bassist from <laughs> Led Zeppelin? Keyboard player. Yeah. Oh, the keyboard player. Yeah. I always got that sort of. Always got that confused when I was younger because I had that three-barrel name, and I thought, oh, is it the? Why would the guy from Led Zeppelin be doing that? Love is in the air song. But it does a great version of that song. I won't play that one because oh. I've chosen this one instead. But 
Nice. The album is called Mother and Brother, and this song is called The Ladies Not Amused. The album is basically all like this. Yeah, I see I was wrong. The ladies not amused. The ladies. Messing round and drinking, sneaking back at the crack of dawn. So, if you can imagine that voice having a pop mm. of lovers in the air in a, in a very lounge style, it works like oh, many things, you know. Yeah, that's pretty so, sweet. Yeah, 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 it is awesome. a sweet album. Yeah, if you want yeah. a bit of cruisy stuff, mother and brother, especially go going into summertime, eh? Good summer vibes. Yeah, it does have that good summertime vibe, eh? It will build mm. with Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. What a good way to end, eh? With summer coming up, some music recommendations from us all to you, listeners. Um, awesome. I think that's a great place to end Music 101. Fab. Um, well, I hope you've enjoyed tonight, guys. And um, looking forward to whatever comes next. Yeah, it's been quite good to have a listen to some new old stuff. <laughs> hey, babe. It's all they're waiting for you. Old new stuff. All. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Fab. Thanks. All right. all right. All right. Well, have, 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 a, have a great week, everyone. Thanks, listeners. Yeah.